nerds win or did the white guys win? Did the nerds win or did the rich guys win? Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important distinction to make because this emphasis that we have on quantitative stuff in basketball, is this about the victory of the nerds or the victory of the hedge fund guys? Because what we've got is a lot of private equity money is now buying these NBA teams. These are the guys that have the money in order to do this. They are taking the approaches that they took in the worlds that they lived in and then applying it there to basketball. But guess what else they're probably going to bring with them from the private equity world? The diversity that's in the private equity world, which is virtually non-existent, particularly as it relates to black people. So when we say the nerds kind of won here, kind of, sort of. We've really got one set of nerds that keep all winning, and that's the Warriors. But past that, I think we overestimate just how much the people that are on the farthest reaches of using this quantitative data to put together their basketball team, just how successful they have actually been. The other thing I always say, and this is important, you mentioned this about STEM education and, you know, the direction that we yeah. started. I don't know if it's easy for a lot of people watching this to relate to like what it is like to be a black person in a math class that is being taught by white people or being, you know, in those spaces. We are consistently and constantly underestimated. The lack of black people in high levels in STEM stuff is not because of our lack of ability. It's because of the lack of interest people have had typically in bringing us into those spaces. The audacity that people would then bring that same attitude to basketball, right? The sheer audacity <laughs> that you would do that when you come into this world Oh boy, like I admit, that worries me and it worries the guys who are around the league and I don't blame them for that fact because now they gotta figure out a way to get on board. It's hard to get on board for high level man. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, it was too many spiders on 90th, bro. Bruh, y'all niggas would have them them spiders on 90th, nigga. They had uh muscles and shit. G, like, bro, <laughs> I never seen no spiders like that, bro. Not only that, bro. When I was in Spokane, we said I said I took over a basement because it was like hella room, like it was all square footage as opposed to just having a bedroom. When we, when we first we got to our first house, so I mean, I got to that thing, and like literally, it was like a complete project. Like nobody had worked on it yet. Jesus, there wasn't no like actual like the stairway that's supposed to go up to this to upstairs that wasn't like put together yet. That was still <laughs> that was still shut down. So. Yeah, it was a full-blown project, and I first got in there, and it was like, that was like the true movie of arachnophobia, like when Bro, when Bro went into that basement and saw the situation going on. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take this, though. Trying to be a visionary, fucking around. Hey, man, I got this. I'll figure this, I'll figure this one out. Why niggas always want to be the first to do some shit? <laughs> Just because, right? Oh, Fuck it, man. Let's do it. Let's get to it. It's the Meet the Brave podcast. I'm your host, Monty Draper, alongside co-host No IGLG, and we made it to another week. G, what up? Yes, sir. What's going on? Ain't shit, man. Out here cooling, trying to take over the world one uh okay. one stream at a time. You know, I'm not. Every, I'm not mad at that. Man. Uh, I'm not mad at all. A fraction of a cent <laughs> for every play. I'm gonna get there, baby. Get those spins off. Man. Yeah. Keep sleeping on me All if right. you want to. Go ahead. Right. Um, oh, man, plan. numbers gang. What's up? <laughs> we got uh, we got a list, listener's appreciation week. So sent out some requests for questions from people that I know fuck with the show daily. The cats that I forgot, I apologize. Get in on the next one. Um, should we start with those or should we save those? Make niggas listen through the whole show. I feel like they'll listen for their name and then... And then Turn the fucking show off. No, they don't. They don't, they fuck with us. Yeah, I'm about to say, bro, we got some cold listeners, bro. <laughs> they, hey. they listen to this for their part. They be like, gosh, I got my, I got my fix week. Dog, <laughs> I got, I got pressed yesterday about our, uh, our, our Cosmo, uh, our Cosmo breakdown of the short shit. 
No, nah, I didn't get pressed. Uh, B, he was fucking with me. He was just like, man, it's just this is how it go. And Dill, like, luckily, Dill was there. Dill was like, yo, the whole point is that it's not supposed to go that way. Though. <laughs> it was like, that, that was the, the whole point of that segment is like, yeah, that's how it goes, but it's not supposed to go that way. Um, we'll do, just because I feel like, you know what? Hold on, G. Nah, we Bro, how, how, how great would that be debates? Like, that, that that's always what it was shut it down. Like, well, I guess that's just how it goes. <laughs> this is how, hey, this is how it goes. Like, right, bro, there's nothing. There's nothing to follow up. That's how it goes, bro. Like, that's literally when you don't want to be. That's when you don't want to talk. Like, you don't want to be a part of this conversation. <laughs> hey, man, that's just how it goes. Wait, gee. So, I put out the the listener appreciation shit. Send your questions in, and of course, Mo was the first one to send his questions in. But he, I, I said, ah, so, yeah. yeah. Do we, should we? We're gonna start with Mo Green, like. If if y'all don't know who Mo Green let's, is, let's just get Mo's out the way. Mo's gonna be <laughs> off the wall. And we gotta get that out. I'm not. You're not even ready for these. But uh, if you got, y'all don't know who Mo, if <laughs> Mo Green know, is, we had a Mo Green segment a couple weeks ago, and it like it changed everything, like how the show was gonna go, because niggas was just like, wait, what happened? He came in like a tidal wave and just said the most outlandish shit. Show almost got can- he almost got us canceled. Like we were almost victims of cancel culture because of Mo Green. Um. But all jokes aside, good looking Mo. All jokes aside, Mo is one of my favorite rappers. I can't stand that nigga though, cause we don't agree on shit, like not like nothing at all. And he and he presses me about the most random shit at the most random times to the point where I actually feel away. <laughs> like, like I need a break from you for right now, cause you you making me feel away. So here's Mo's questions right here. Why do you love J Cole? <laughs> Wait, that's how it starts. G, why do you love J. Cole? Yeah. Are you guys Republicans? Uh, uh. Top five rappers out of Richmond trying to get me killed. Got it. What, what is real Richmond? Got it. Is it true that you used to go by HBK Money? And his last, oh, question, shit. his last question, <laughs> his last question is: Is Joe Budden still on drugs? I'm not fucking with Mo, like at all. Like I'm not. These these that. these are actually great questions to start off with, man. I'm not I'm not mad at those at all. You're like, not mad at th- okay, okay. No, sure. because because they're on they're on a thousand off the top. Exactly. Like, what you say? What, why you fuck with J. Carr? I already knew where he's about to take. <laughs> so we'll do it. Like let's look. Um, Send a thank you um, out to everybody that subscribes and listens on Castbox, uh, Stitcher, Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. I don't think I'm missing any. Oh no, Simplecast. Appreciate y'all for fucking with us. Shout out to the people for the reps from uh, Castbox for reaching out this week. I meant to talk to you about that earlier. G, I'll talk to you about that off air. Um, yeah, man. Appreciate y'all subscribing everywhere. Keep tapping in like that and. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe. The rate and review thing is really big because it's just a way for us to flex. Like, and if you own some like weird shit, if you're the person that's rating to give like the four stars, that's the most annoying shit. It's either five or one, bro. Like, you either fuck with it or you don't. Like, don't be the nigga giving three and a half stars. Like, don't don't be weird. Don't be a weirdo. Yeah, man. Don't hit us with the four. Like, uh, I mean, it's cool, but it's like, cool, if, but... If, if they were to go like a little bit longer, then I'd be like, I'm appreciative because like I'd be having hella downtime on my Monday and like they'd be killing my shit because they'd be getting me going and then they'd be like, all right, guys, that was good for this week. Dog, who's the, so, yeah, who's nah, the that's, nigga? That's not a reason for a four. Huh? Who's the nigga outside giving giving four star reviews to to the Uber Lyft driver, to the podcast, to the to the? I mean, the Yelp. Oh, there are there are folks out there that's hanging their hats on. Just being a, a, a tough critic, 
And it was just like, these ain't even the feels like to be that tough in. Like, you either really liked it or you didn't. <laughs> or you didn't. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, there wasn't much more to it. Like, now now you're just now you're just being annoying on everybody's uh, the one, head. The one star would make sense. Like, yo, y'all shit is trash. Or the For five sure. stars, like, nah, hella fuck with the show. It's something I resonate with. But the, the three and the four, it's just it's just random. It's just random. So don't don't be. I mean, that's, that's, that's a real question, though, man. Besides, like, say, movies or, like, music reviews, maybe. I don't know. But what is, like, a, a two to four star rating? Like, what what how are we getting to that point? <laughs> like, what like what is a two? Like, <laughs> I just don't get how, how, what's the difference between a one and a two? If there's somebody, any experts, if there's any experts on this, please uh, call in next week and break that. down. Yeah, like the us. folks that's been rating shit since ratings came out, like that's important. Like you need to know like the psyche behind how, how you pick and choose your ratings. The funny thing is, like the Yelp review makes makes sense. You get it? Like you can you can be detailed, descriptive. You can go on there and write your get your whole writer shit off. Like I feel like a lot of the Yelp review shit is like people that are aspiring like journalists, journalists and shit. Like that's what they aspire to do. And this is so that's one. how they just get. That's how they get their practice. That's, in yeah, that's, that's how they get their shit off. Like, like, okay. they, like they. There's no one to stop them there. All you got to do is sign up with your Facebook account, and you can go in there and say the most manny shit ever. But then you keep patronizing the, the places you want to talk bad about. It's like, dog, you either fuck with it or you don't. Don't be the lady that eats her whole pork chop and go, yo, that shit wasn't cooked right. I'm sending it back. But lady, it's gone. Oh, and then that's how you get like in your bio, uh, yeah, personal man. blogger. <laughs> A tastemaker. Um, what is it? Uh, culture, culture shaper. Sauce. Pers- uh, public figure. There you go. Saucer. Um, what they just had his bio saucer. Saucer. Right? I'm a saucer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing my bio right now. I'm the saucer. Monty bro. Draper, artist, band page. No, nigga, saucer. <laughs> saucer, bro. Just leave it at that. No questions asked. <laughs> Before we get into the show, let's okay. Let's do most questions, right? So, are you answering these, or do are these just? I feel like these are for both of us, but I. I well, I, yeah, yeah. Like some the richest stuff that you gonna have to help me out with that one because I don't. That, that, <laughs> that's that's all you gonna feel, man. Okay, so you go first. Why do you love J Cole? Uh, I mean, what is there not to like? Like there, I think I think there's certain artists that I can I can see what their what their mission. Out of out of what the, out, out of their output it out of the output is output my bad, and that's what I get out of J Cole. Like I, I've known since the beginning what his like what his mission was, and I've and I locked in from there. Like you, you either liked it or you didn't initially because it could have been a little bit too preachy to start off with. It could have been very college driven at first. I don't know, but now I think he's kind of created a space where there's no need to. Uh, be on the fence with them, and I'm and I'm with that. I think I think now he's he's finally gotten gotten cool within his skin to be like, man, fuck with me or don't. And that's that's I, I can appreciate that just because I've been there from the beginning. Like if I wasn't there from the beginning, I probably wouldn't be able to just step in and be like, I fuck with J Cole. So I, I can see it. I think that's the important part too. Um, and I hate that we're giving <laughs> we're dignifying Mo's dumbass question, but he the the you made a great point like if you're there from the rip you fuck with him if if you're trying to fall into the in, into it like mid film it probably would throw you off but fuck that mo's not about to about to corner us on no j cole shit mo's beef with j cole is like personal he he he, feel, <laughs> he feels like j cole stole his artwork and so now he can't listen to it objectively so he's just like now nah, i don't fuck with cole that's his that's, that's the bottom that's bottom line 
And it's a cold game, man. It's a cold game. Like he got he. Hey, sideline story, nigga. Look, look it up. Mo Green, Mo Green versus Cole, and see who did it first, who did it better. The cover. So he didn't. So he didn't. He didn't lock and seal his ideas. Like he didn't put that in the boat. Hey, man. I, or he I, just got. Or, or Cole just got to it first. Te- no, technically, Mo shit came out first. And Mo shit, that shit was hard too. I wish I. He okay. Don't, he okay. Don't kill me okay. for not remembering the name of that album, but it. Uh, that that album in particular was was fire. Mo Mo's put out some amazing shit. So his like jadedness and shit is is warranted for sure, uh, but yeah. So he has that he has that angry Joe Budden s thing about him where he don't fuck with nothing because he's been slighted in a real ass way. And it's different. It's different when you've been a fan of that person and you get to see it. Like oh, you know, you've really been overlooked in a real ass way. And I might be sharing too much. Mo might kill me for that. But this is this is all my perspective from the outside looking in because I don't know any of the inner workings of what went wrong, what what may have happened, what what may not have gone his way, but I do know how it works being from small ass, being from the Bay for one. And then added to that being from being from Vallejo and, and people expecting a particular sound out of, out of that, out of that, out of that city and Mo not doing that. Like, like Mo's is an alien. Like he does something completely different. So I, I get it. I, I, I definitely do. So was, I'm, I'm, I'm making fun of the situation, but I, I do understand it. Like, even when Joe be on his shit, it's like, I get it, because we've been there from the beginning for the Joe shit. And it's like, yo, nigga's been rapping his ass off. He's kind of the pioneer of this whole uh, inclusive sort of experience with, with an artist of that caliber. Like, he pioneered a lot of shit, didn't get any credit for it. The sort of emo... Uh, mid tempo shit. We love Drake for it's kind of Joe for all that. All that shit that that sort of validates niggas like borderline discuss with the industry or whatever. Like it all makes sense. Uh, but I do I do think Mo's gonna find a lane in a in a space where his voice and his talents can be represented because he just did he just did this project uh with me that this nigga like completely pops off the screen and it's like it's what I see in Mo so. I'm glad I got to share it in that like that was the whole point is like the niggas that I'm fans of I need I need to be vindicated to know that my ears aren't broke or that my eyes aren't broke you know what I'm saying so I I try to I try to like kind of do these things in these projects to put them in a particular light and that shit like when I tell you it worked G like I can't wait to show you like that shit like worked work Mo's a star uh, so that, that was cool but yeah nigga you're not gonna jam me up on this J. Cole shit uh, <laughs> okay are you a Republican? Is this next question? <laughs> That's a wild statement, bro. That's a question. That's wild. I mean, I don't, I don't get into, I don't get into politics at all. So that's that's gonna be on somebody else's question. Yeah, but, I, uh, I can't. I genuinely, I Democrat, Republican, all that shit, Green Party, none of it, yo. Like, can't, can't, be, yeah. can't, can't be either one. Like, I'm not my 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 like sort of ideas and and views of the world don't align, don't completely align with either. Uh, so when it comes down to voting and, and everything, like it's just more so about hearing everybody out and like making sure they're not none of them are full of shit and which they all seem to be. So yeah, I don't think I could be more independent than independent. So <laughs> like it's, it's got I don't know where well my space would be, but yeah, it'll be for sure not on either particular side. I'm I'm on my side, my nigga. Man, um, top five rappers out of Richmond. I'm gonna assume that he means of all time, and not of right and not just right now. Um, but no matter what, no matter what time period we're talking about, I think uh, I am Sue has to be number one. I know a lot of people are gonna dispute that, but it's just 
This this is a real this like this is fun, a funny question, but it's a real conversation to have that a lot of niggas aren't willing to have. Sue, and just having just having watched the the Black Godfather shit, when there's one when there's one person at the center of all of these different people, you can't really negate that shit. Like you can argue taste and preference at the end of the day because it's all subjective. Like right. we, we can do that, but when you when there's a matter of influence and that much impact and spawning that much talent. I think it's inevitable that you got to go. Well, that person's the most important. That's that's how my brain works when I'm picking. Inf- I'm going influence, skill, impact, staying power, all these different things. Like when when one person ha- checks off all those boxes, it's hard to surpass that. You can again, like I said, you can argue taste and preference all you want because I understand the subjective portion of it. But the one thing that seems like it seems like you can't argue to me on that note is fucking impact, influence, and staying power, dog. You can't. That's that's it's non-negotiable, right? For me, when you look at if we just gonna point at the numbers, numbers don't numbers don't lie, right? Um, uh, the plus. So like, G for the stats. I know you, you're like me, so I know you look at the stats. Like the score is one thing, but then you go to the box score, and niggas look at points, rebounds, assists. Cool. G, why do I immediately go to plus minus? <laughs> gotcha. Immediately, I want to go. Like, I don't. Don't tell me. Don't tell me you have forty, nigga. What was your shoot? What was your field goal percentage? And then what was your plus minus for that night, nigga? If you had forty and your plus minus was 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 mine, and they were still minus three while you were on the floor, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so it's shit like that. So for Sue, like Sue's the guy. Sue's the guy that to get you thirty thirty five. And has and has a plus minus a plus a plus twelve while being on the floor, and his and his, and his shooting percentage is is respectable, high forties. I'm rolling, so he's my number one. Niggas gonna argue biased, all the shit, whatever. Um, I'm gonna go lock. Uh, damn, this feels really one sided now. Huh. <laughs> I don't know if I can answer this because it's all gonna sound mad biased, but it's it's no brainer lock like. The, from the MTV battles to the cameo battles, like that, that nigga changed everything and, and represents rich, it represents a different side of Richmond, you know, because we the city naturally gets cast as as one dimensional, and it's just not true. It's a lot of different talents out of there. I don't know if I can count. Uh, see, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, can't have this on air without without fully breaking this down because we got we got Irk. Um, and then there's a lot of there's a lot of the, the new younger generation too that I'm really big fans of that have done so much already that I'm like inclined to put them in the top five right now uh, for me uh, pers- personally. So I'm not sure I should have this conversation live in real time because this type of shit that you can get a hit put on your life. Um, what is what is that, that was real tough just off the top of the dome, bro. Right? So I, was about to, I was about to commend you on that. One. <laughs> what is a uh, what is what is real Richmond? Come on, Mo. Like, what is real Vallejo? I feel like you. If I feel like if you could tell me what real Vallejo is, you can answer what real Richmond is. Uh, is it true you used to go by HBK Monty? Definitely not true. Uh, we, can, we, can, we can kill all that shit right now. Uh, this is one we can both answer. Is Joe Button still on drugs? Yay or nay? What you got? No. No. I'm I'm going a definitive no. But I think that's also one of his biggest problems. <laughs> that when you do when you do drugs for such a long time then you kind of you become dependent so when you're off of it you tend to take the parts of you that were the worst of you 
you think that that's what washes off for you, but it actually might come to the forefront, and that might be what his issues are. And so, are we are we are we all collectively agreeing that something's wrong with Joe? I mean, obvious. The, the, besides the obvious, like, but even right now, like, you don't think he's okay? I mean, what is Joe Budden okay? Like, I think Fair. I think he I think he's okay, like financially right now. I think he's making all the correct moves, but I don't think that that's like conducive to having uh, a good lifestyle. But I think, like, like, I think as much as he can put off as, like, being, and this is, like, probably going too much into the psyche of, like, another person. Like, I don't really like doing that shit. But, I mean, as much as you can put off as, like, you're doing well and you're doing great and all things are fine, uh, they're not. I mean, <laughs> like, that's that's just the truth. Like, things things are, are the best they could possibly be uh, as far as career goes that, have, that you've ever been in. But also other things like now you just got you got pretty much got too many people like dependent on you now huh. it's a little it's a little different than when like nobody was fucking with you yeah now everybody's dependent on you and now it can and i bet that kind of eats away at you when you don't really have much of a, a security or safety net to fall back on see i'm i think i'm on the opposite end though uh okay. having having gone to the live show i think i think prior to the live show g i think i was closer to where you and mo are um, having gone to the live show, and granted that was the night that Nip we we all found out about Nip, so the energy in the building was just different. But in that, which which kind of helps me land at this space about Joe, is that even with all of that, he I watched him walk out, and this is at the Fox in Oakland. He walked out and he looked up and he was like, "Holy shit!" Like he was genuinely taken aback by the Fox being sold out. Mind you, just. 2013, uh, whenever, or 20, 2013, 2014, whenever Moon Music uh, 4 came out, or 3, whenever one of the Moon Musics, whatever, whichever one has Black Cloud um, came out, we went to see him at New Parish, and New, it, he could barely feel the New Parish. And, and then he comes back with the podcast in 2019, and that motherfucker's packed. So I do, part of me does think that finding a space and carving out a lane and being and essentially being able to be grandfathered in on the first frontier of the pioneers of the pot of turning podcasts into big business because literally by 2020 or by the may 2020 2021 podcast is going to be one of the bigger businesses solely because of the, the 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 advertising space that it that it allows for right um and fam and him and he's going to be able to say that he changed the lives of his entire crew. And I, and part of me thinks that was his, the one driving force for him from the beginning of his career. So I, I don't know, man. I, I poke a lot of fun at Joe. I, I don't, th- I think he's, I think it's a lot more controlled, raged and intentional sort of insanity on the show now as a, as a means to fulfilling the role of a character that had he's created in this new space. Like it's just it's fulfilling a role now. I don't I part and I and I think it's right in an alignment with him. So it comes off as like imbalance of some sort or or crazy or whatever what have you. I think it's closer to an alignment with him, but there is some some sort of control on the back end of it. I know if that even makes sense. It makes sense in my brain. I don't know if how I'm breaking it down makes sense, but I think he's. I think. Oh, it's, no, I it. It, that, feels, that's, it feels that's more high, intentional. It feels more intentional than anything. Uh, 
that was mo- those are most questions. Again, these are questions for uh, listeners' appreciation week. Meet the brave. Our numbers continue to go up. Our listenership, our engagement. So we're really grateful. Just want to send a shout out to all the people that fuck with us on a weekly basis. And Mo is at the top of that list because he he texts me if the the show comes out 4 a.m. West Coast time on Monday. I'll have a text from Mo by 5:30, cussing me out about something I got wrong every Monday <laughs> for the last. 58 weeks or whatever so um yeah so it, it means a lot that was from mo uh from our family lodge flowers this nigga of course had to do some silly shit what's worse losing the drake's raptors or owing 50 cent money <laughs> or what <laughs> or losing what's worse losing the drake's raptors or owing 50 cent money <laughs> Okay. I'll let, we should let, we should let the Warrior fans answer that question, um, because yeah, this this probably isn't the right pod to like know which one is worse. But I'm, <laughs> I'm I am uh, starting to believe that it'll be losing to Drake's Raptors. Drake, Drake's Raptor, Raptors. Did you see the because video? because the people who owe fifty cent money they know that they owe fifty cent money exactly, and, and they like to play. They they end, they end up playing with the with the fire on that one. Like you know, you're gonna be next, my nigga. You like, need you need the bread, but it's it, but it, you got to ask fifty for three hundred k. You know what could come on the back end of that, so you're just like you know what you signing up for. These warrior fans are completely caught off guard by this Drake shit, and bro. I mean, they are they're so caught off guard. It's it's it's, it's almost sad, bro. Gee, we, like, but we gee, we told them we t- two weeks ago we I, said it on the podcast, dog. Like I know, but that but what what happens is is that and this is what I was talking to I was talking to somebody about this recently, but. What happens is, is that at some point the shift happened from being the uh, the overlooked to all of a sudden you're you're fat and and wealthy and no longer thinking about what the what ifs anymore. Like now you're just you're stuck in the in the space that you're going to win off top. So what happens if you don't if you don't win? Yeah. Like bro, when you don't have all the odds stacked stacked up on your favor, what happens when you don't? Like are you able to still maneuver and operate you know what i mean and i think that's what's happening like you got punched on the chin and now that now it's almost sad because these interviews and stuff are coming more they're becoming a lot more like pessimistic like isn't it the optimism that was going on it i don't i don't really feel that that vibrato and uh and and confidence in the voices no more man you know, I you know what I. And this was, is funny that it's happening to Canada though. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know what about that makes it hilarious to me. But I did, I did start up this, I did start up the playoff saying this though, and this was, what is the difference between LeBron not making it to the playoffs and the Warriors losing in the championship? Like, y'all both are in the same position. Like, regardless of what you say, you would have to for sure win the championship. In order to be better, yeah. But there is no difference at this point. If, yeah. if that happens, and the worst part is that you lost to Canada, bro. Lost to some Canadians. At you know what, I would be more inclined um, to be a little bit more like sentimental and not not as like assholeish about it. If them if these arrogant ass Warrior fans didn't tell me to my face that they don't need Kevin Durant, yo. That was a cold thing too, like that, and that's and that's what that arrogant. That's what I'm talking about. I've and never seen it. no shit like that though. Like, are you are you that delusional? That's what I'm talking about though, bro. Like, I don't know when that happened. It, it, I don't know when that happened, but 
they they lost they lost the fact that this is actual players that have been looking at a team show their arrogance towards them by having the odd stats. Yeah. Like they kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Like you stock the ads, you, you, you stock you stock on yourself, and then now you have the rest of the group looking at it like. Bro, we're still NBA players, bro. Like, don't y'all just so disrespectful with the the, the tally grab? Yeah. But anyway, bro, that's yeah. That's... Nah, so yeah, yeah, Lodge, you got, you got that. You, I think you answered that for yourself. You you because he's a, he's a Lodge is an avid Warrior fan, so he's feel he's feeling it. Them them on the verge of losing to the six, um, and niggas are, niggas like us are never gonna let let y'all let that down. So enjoy. Uh, game game uh, was it game five tomorrow tomorrow yeah tomorrow. Damn uh, with the gentleman sweep. The gentleman Damn. the gentleman sweep. Your last your last game at the Oracle, and then you'll officially be the San Francisco Warriors, the Silicon Valley Warriors. Salute to y'all, y'all earn that. Um, hey, the other thing is is that what's what, another thing that was weird or what is was foreseeable was that Oracle. They left the game early, and what thank was left you. behind thank was hundreds. Thank you, what, thank you. What was left behind was hundreds of Kent, uh, of Raptor fans. Gee. Like they were the they took over the they took over Gee. the gym the last time they were going to be in that gym. Gee. They took that thing over, and that, that shit was nuts to watch. Like that was the nuts scene to watch. Well, let's let's break that down because niggas been killing us for we we dog we've been talking about this since the beginning of the show. Like trying to trying to prepare people for that moment exactly right. So what what happens, whether y'all know it or not, is like arenas don't sell out. They don't. Some entity, somebody with enough with enough of a bankroll, enough of a credit line, buys an, an insane amount of tickets and puts them motherfuckers up for resale value. Now we see it with StubHub and all these other new apps that are pop, third party apps that are popping up, but it, it, it creates this new sort of vortex where you got a bunch of opposing fans showing the fuck up and and making it look like a home game for the other team but that can that can only happen when the perfect storm aligns when when a the fans of that city can't afford those tickets b the people who normally occupy those seats are fair weather fans anyway and See which some which people aren't talking about Drake and the powers that be from Toronto any and up. I just happened to know that niggas put some bread up and, and saw to it that those fans were able to get those seats. Just to, mm. just 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 on some art of war shit. Mm. Shit was she was beautiful to watch. But the, he, he, the that, that's one thing to say though. He is winning his art of he's war. He's winning his art of war shit. He's winning it hands down. And the that's best fair. the best part about it all, G, was watching them whole ass fans leave as early as they did. Bro, that that was a sight to be seen, bro. Like they were, they were still, they were down by ten. I think with like two minutes left, and niggas was and out, I, and I, and niggas was walking out. And I think they hit a three, and those fans didn't even know. Like they they walked out, they were down by seven at that point with you know a little under two minutes, and it was as if man, the game was they were down by thirty, bro. Like that shit was nuts. But we can we can stay on the whole the whole Warriors phenomenon because. During the game, during uh, game three, there was also an incident with uh, Kyle Lowry and one of the minority owners. Kyle Lowry spills into the stands and is nowhere near to one of the minority owners. And and bro reaches over, did not not like he set up and just push him. He reaches over and pushes Kyle Lowry as a means to like 
Like, what the hell are you doing? And so, when, like, in-game watching it, it was kind of like, like, that didn't just happen. And then as the media gets it and the, and the conversation starts to happen and, and people are completely missing the ball, I'm like, I'm like, yo, we need to be, like, there needs to be High Noon and then there needs to be the Meet the Break podcast, like, right after High Noon. Because <laughs> we, we the only niggas keeping it real on, on in, in, That's in, it, in, the, in the media stratosphere. Because no one, no one's, no one's having the real conversations. No one talked about, no one talked about the race element of that until Bo and uh, Pablo did. Um, no one talked about the economic portion of that story. Like a lot of shit went unsaid as a means to sort of protect a particular group of people, and that was just some disgusting shit to watch, like through and through. It was, it was utterly disgusting. Um, and then. And then, of course, your Stephen A's and all these other people find a way to talk shit to Brian when he does when he said when he when he does speak up. And then there's the element of not saying anything. So you'd kind of damned if you do, you damned if you don't. So there then there's that part. But if we walk back to the whole element, uh, which I, I should probably insert it, G. That should probably be how we start the show off. We do normally do something funny. But Bo had a really great breakdown that goes beyond like basketball and all that shit right um you sent it to me that was was that friday or uh, thursday you sent me that that clip of boa and pablo on high noon talking about the sort of demographic uh, and the shift between yeah, like the nerds and, and and the hedge fund guys and like the 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 audacity of them to try to in instill some of the 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 the, the pseudo the sub pseudo racist culture that exists in the tech world into the fucking NBA of all places. Like it was, I've never heard no, I've never heard no one break it down like that. And it kind of, it kind of like bookends everything we've been saying on the show for a really long time in a real clear ass way though. Am I, am yeah, I, my man wrapped that shit. He wrapped that shit in a bow. That's why I had to send that over. Really. Yeah. Was that, man, that, that, that did it all the way in a nutshell. And also just with the, with how you're perceived, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and perception, perception, perception goes a very long way in how people uh, actually end up in like different, different levels of classes. Like it could be the, it, it can literally be something that completely impedes you. And it has nothing to do with how intelligent or how prepared you are for that status and input. Like, the fact that somebody that is above or somebody that holds the holds the keys will will hide them from you and then toss them to someone who is way way beyond less than worthy is is a continuous issue that's going on. That's and he broke that shit down next level, bro. So that was his that was his main thing. <laughs> and he, he did Bo Bo's one of the most amazing thinkers. Um if right now to to me right now would you wouldn't you wouldn't you agree most definitely he just he has he has a way he represents us in a, in a in a real healthy way where it's 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 leaning a lot on intelligence and ability to articulate relate and like just assess you know in a really cool where you don't where you don't really see it that thorough and that normalized right where Stephen a kind of has a character um uh you get you, your man Whitlock is kind of fulfilling the role of a character um a lot a lot a lot of a lot of us who do who do break through or breaking through on a different level of merit that we can't necessarily discuss or pinpoint but it's it's there you're watching it right but it's it's rare that it's just like 
just some normalized everyday just like nah this is this is just me you know this is just me i'm not not i'm not over the top it ain't no antics it's not no it ain't it ain't nothing extra it's just kind of this um i i liken it to you know like boys in the hood is a great movie but the 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 the, the lengths that they had to go through to get that shit seen and what they had to put in there and what they like what they showcased albeit albeit real is is heavy is really fucking mm-hmm. heavy um and it's not until recent where you're starting to see just some just some just black people doing normal shit where even like when you think about the will like the fresh princes and the and the martins and shit like niggas was on there doing some wild shit as a means to get a laugh Bro, a i was really i was really just thinking about this when i was uh I was half-assed watching a film, I watching a movie while I was like falling asleep or whatever, uh-huh. uh, called Primeval, and it was just about this like ancient crocodile that they were trying that these people were trying. They had to go into Africa uh, with an all-white cast, basically yeah. of uh, of, uh, of journalists yeah. and, and like specialty people, you know, to try to catch the croc. And you know, they have like their reason why, you know, people, somebody has like their objective that nobody else knows about, you know, that usual type of storyline. But then you have like the one black cast member that in, that offers the comic relief. Yeah. But the, but it's so ridiculous. And then also <laughs> the fact, and also the fact that it's, it, it's, it's based in Africa. And like now you're showing like the corruption inside of Africa and you have these white people that are trying to save the people that are in Africa, but you can't step in, you can't step into the, you know, the, the background of the corruption inside of it. Like it was just, it was just hella shit that was going on here. And I'm just looking at it. I'm looking at it when this was probably put together or written was easily over 10 years ago. So we've come a very long way to have a movie like us come out and none of you ain't got to do none of that shit. And that like, that's part that, it goes unlooked, you know, like over overlooked. It's just the fact that we didn't got to do none of that shit no more. Well, we still probably got to do that, but you know. <laughs> well, I look at I look at Insecure. I look at like your Atlantis. Um, even some of the snow, the, the storytelling of Snowfall. Like for as crazy as it can get at points in that show, for for the for a good portion of it, it's just some normal life shit where the it's it's dependent a lot on just like acting chops and not these over the top ass drama. Size, I I don't know. It's just I I wish I could articulate it a little bit better. Um, well, the, well, well, the belief is still it's it's still a stigma that the belief is that uh, uh, minorities will not pay to watch any of this stuff. Yeah. So you still so you still have to make it appealing to pop culture, which would be basically white people. Uh, so you still have to figure out a way to make them like have them interested in order to pay their money because they have an abundance of it so that's just like that's still the underlying thing that they're trying to figure out in hollywood and really that's that's keeping folks back still is just that you feel like you can't market to you know you can market to black people but there's only one way to market to them and that's just to create some type of drama within themselves that's something they would you know understand a little bit better than them doing really well on the screen fucking amen um but yeah, we kind of got there from Kyle Lowry. <laughs> from Kyle Lowry, we got all the way to to racism in Hollywood. Uh, we're we're really good. Um, <laughs> that was uh, a nice little little fall off. Yeah. We'll wrap we'll wrap up uh, listeners' appreciation um, with one of my favorite people in the world, uh, Miss Tiffany Special, formerly of KML, and is moving on to do her own show. Um, I want to I'll 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 big that up uh, next week. I'll get with her and make sure that I get the get the plugs right so we can get. 
so, so I just said a salute, salute out to my sister. That's, that's, she's become family. Um, really, really proud of her and making this next step for her and her storytelling and all the cool shit that she's got going on, going from film festival to film festival to film festival and all these different, like she's just doing a really cool job of like doing the work and like sharing the sharing the experience of, of, of artists and giving voices and platforms and sharing shit. So that's my girl. She's actually going to be at the listening party for my new record Tuesday. Y'all come fuck with me. Uh, we'll do a Q and a, um, but, Especially sent in a question. She goes, top five producers, G. So, yeah, I'm going to let you handle that first. Hmm. Top yeah, five producers? Top five producers. Damn. Yeah, right? That's what I said. That's a tough one to go off the dome on, man. Yeah. Her and Mo, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, I can't give you just five. I'll be here all day. Um, and the... Again, back to my point when we were talking about top five from Richmond, like, yo, your impact and, like, what you've spawned and what your sort of family tree looks like, you know. And so it's like you look at you look at the Dr. Dre family tree. So I, I, you, you got to kind of start there. But then I'm, I'm inclined. I'm inclined to look at, you know, like the Neptunes and what 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 both Chad Pharrell and the other two homies that no one ever talks about in that whole sort of stratosphere that that helped produce like fucking hits is I'm fascinated by it. But then without, we don't, we probably don't get a Neptunes without a Teddy Riley. So I could do this shit all day in terms of just like producers and people that I have to, I have to for sure go with Kanye. Kanye is somebody that I have to go with, bro. I'm sorry. No, no matter what you go with. Yeah. I need, I need, I need Yale near somewhere. Yeah. Uh, can we, can, can we consider Kendrick a producer? See, and that's the thing. That's where that's where I would get fucked up at because I would consider a data producer. I would one hundred percent. And so when you go top five, there's a lot of rappers in that list that aren't necessarily making no beats and shit, but they're they're orchestrating and putting the right people together and, and getting out their ideas and, and from from all from everything we've gotten from the people that have worked with Dot. Like, nah, man, he's in there producing these records. Like, and if he's not producing his, he's produced, like, Q and Rock are bringing him in to produce their shit, too. He just got an ear. He's different, you know? So it's, it's not as simple as just, like, making a beat and pushing the buttons or playing the instruments, though, because it's a lot of session musicians that couldn't put together a whole, the whole, they may have played the funky-ass bass line, but they couldn't have programmed the drums. They couldn't have played the chords. They couldn't, they, they couldn't have done none of that shit. So, you know, it, it really, it, production, producer, is managing talent, is having the ideas, is is orchestrating, is is sequencing, is doing all these, all putting us the, the sauce on it to put it together, you know. Um, so yeah, special. I I couldn't. I personally couldn't give you just five, but Dot yeah, Dot and yeah. Kanye would be on my board for sure. Okay, and and Neptune as well. So I, I, after after that, I don't know, man. So as long as the Neptunes is on there, then I'm alright. <laughs> See, I got. But see, then I got, you know, I got like, I got Dre, I got Quincy, I got Quick, I got the Hitmen as a collective. Like, that Bad Boy sound is just, it's just fucking different. Um, Premier, Jesus. Um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, uh, fucking Dream and Tricky Stewart. Like, I could do, like, yo, I, I, that's why I can't, do, I refuse to do that. Uh, Mad Lib, Dilla. <laughs> <laughs> um studio tone um 
Tupac, who I yeah, I I don't I I could do this all day, G. Uh, Prince, so I, Prince, definitely. Yeah, I could. I, couldn't. I don't know, man. Because at this point, I'll just be throwing out names because these are all very respectable people. So <laughs> but I don't you, know. But that's I don't know who I could put in like a, into. I can put what, into a five. I can put together a five of like folks that I would be able to like, like I like I wouldn't be able to go without in the music game. I could probably yeah, put that. It would, that would probably be a, a, a better one to do. That's probably something we could do because we. Should, that's probably something we should do too. Is like trace. If we if we did it like this, if we traced Family Tree, and like mm. and like what who who they spawned, and if we removed them, who would be removed because we removed them? That would be a fun one to do. Yeah, that one would be. Crazy. That would be fun. Um, what we got? So we got shout out to everybody for listeners appreciation week. We'll do more and try to keep that going. That was the thanks for the question. Shout out Special Green, Lige. Good luck to Lige down at uh, Chocolate Sundays in L.A. Uh, it's, it's been a staple in the community, like in the in the comedy community forever. So kill it down there, man. Um, what we got? Hey, you, know, you know, if they forced the the, uh, the Warriors minority owner to like to give up his share or whatever, they, that's what they said they're gonna do. Yeah, you know that he'll walk away with like he he'll walk away with the uh, with the uh, with the with the plus uh, one eighty. One hundred one hundred eighty million. Yeah, one hundred eighty million above what he put in. Oh, above what he put in. All right, that's that's his that's his positive out. Oh wow, that's his profit. What what that's do you think? What are we guessing he put in then? Minority owner. I mean, minority own. Damn. Yeah, he probably didn't put in much back when he put it in. Depending on what he put it in, actually. What do you want to guess? You want to guess upwards of twenty, fifty, maybe for some for uh, for a, a, a something that of that size of that that of that uh. I don't know because maybe they even more because they, they I don't know because they print money now so I'm I'm not quite sure if it would even be that high at this point really like I'm really? at at the at the point that they came in I'm not quite sure it depends it really depends on when he came in yeah but that'd yeah be, probably around, probably around fifteen or twenty that'd be that'd be interesting to find out what what as a minority owner what his buy in was and then if he's gonna walk away with 180 million profit um. He became a minority owner back in, do we know? Do not know that. Do we know? I, I, I would imagine it hasn't been more than a decade. So we're talking about a decade and you get 180, 180 plus on, the, on your investment after a decade, less than a decade, perhaps. Huh? Yeah, yeah he joined the ownership group in 2013. 2013, G. 180, 180 in six years. Yeah, so it definitely it definitely was above twenty, but it <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, what the straight? That's head. impressive. That is, that's 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 a nice uh, nice ROI, man. Um, yeah, let's get let's get to it. We talked we kind of talked about. Nah, we talked about the finals. I'm off that shit. I don't really. Uh, you got anything else about about that? I don't want to. We we've been spark, spending a hell of time on sports. Oh, you trying to figure out what he put in? No, I'm just trying to see like what the increase has been on. Oh, the uh, so, so the team has increased has soared to 3.5 billion uh, since then. So that's they have the 367 percent jump in value. Okay, so they they have the largest jump in NBA history in NBA history. Oh, facts. It's, it's the tech. It's the tech. The tech warriors, baby. 
Ain't nobody messing with them. Boy, you know how many investors jumped into the investment group? Oh, big time. Why would why wouldn't you? As a hedge fund guys, you looking at your profit margin and what you're gonna do, and where like where the, where these ticket sales are going and and merch and all this shit. Like, bro, that was that was an easy call for them. Okay, yeah, he has a, he has eight percent stake. That's about it. That's, that's it. We, we can get off of him. Okay. Um. Yeah. No more. No more finals talk. Let's uh, let's where we want to go. Um. When they see us, did you get to see it? Nah, that's gonna be a rough one to watch, bro. Yeah. But but you you know you're familiar with the case. Yeah. I'm familiar with the case. See, that's the difference. That's what we're talking about. There, uh, a lot of people that were, a lot of people that were that were were seeing it were actually hearing and seeing about the case for the very very first time. So, having been familiar with the case, it was it was a different experience. Um, Ava put her foot in that shit, like we said last week. Um, but more importantly. The actors in the in the in the sort the cat how the casting was done was 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 phenomenal. Um, the storytelling, the realness, and 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 most importantly, because like even um, even the earlier documentaries didn't humanize the the experience the way when they see us did, and that, I mean that, and, and rightfully so, right. Uh, but what has spilled over into into real life and real world in the real world is like the the pro, the prosecutor on that case um lost her job this past week and i the the i'm 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 curious as to the sort of reactive like how how react is it is i'm i don't was it was that people being was that the the board and the people that were over her at work being reactive to now niggas know who she is she's outed now we got to do something or did they know what have you like I'm confused supposedly on supposedly they said because it was her nonprofit so supposedly they said they uh that they had no clue of the details of the case so how like they they, they didn't even know that she was the overseer of the case like they had no clue supposedly. I, I find that I find that so hard to believe. That's that's tough because that's a very that, like she had a very high position in this. High thing. position is a high profile case. So and they said they they didn't they didn't know it was her that was the one. So once they found out, basically when everybody else found out. <laughs> but then a step further is we we have all these calls to action and like want things to happen. So now I can't sit here and be mad about something happening. Because it it did ultimately happen, so why am I not? Why is that not enough? You know, I, I just something something about it. I left uh, because I think I think in your heart of hearts you don't believe that it's actually over. Uh, I would think I don't know, but uh, there there's a likelihood that you know she could try to lawyer up and and say that this is like defamation for her or something. Like she did, she did what she could with the facts that she had at the time. Eve, but even that's not true. <laughs> it's it's not it's not. But she, who knows what happens when you get lawyers together and you play, you pull out, you, and you pull out your white card, bro. Like who knows what happens in those situations? But I, I think I think that's the most important part of it for me. G is like watching that. How can anyone watch that? 
and then not fully come around on the systemic oppression that exists, how fucked up our judicial system and, and, and the system, the business that is America, the LLC that is America in general. Like, how can no one, how can not anyone come around on that? Like, there, there's still a lot of people that seem utterly confused on what's happening here. And how many more of when they, how many more of these films does Ava have to make? And why is this Ava's battle is my question, I guess. Like, why, why does she have to carry this burden to tell these stories in this manner? Like, I, I don't, I, I'm, 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 you know, this is, this is just me thinking out loud. I'm just, I'm just, I just, it just seems like a lot It's heavy as shit. Oh, super heavy. I think this is this is this is Ava's mission. Though this is what she believes that she was here, she was put here for. So uh, I think that kind of works in her favor on being able to keep like continue to do this line yeah. of work. But like there's there are countless stories like this. Like it it makes no sense how many times we've been on the wrong end of the law. Like you can you can you can pick you can pick multiple people out of jail right now on just some, some things that they're in there falsely for, you know. Like it, it it's a myriad of folks out there, man. So it's it that but that doesn't mean that there's any there's any reason to not tell these stories. That's true. Like that, that that shouldn't shade you away from telling these stories. Like these still need to be told. Yeah. And sometimes, and sometimes it might be just as simple as now that you have a name in the industry, or you, you, people are They're are open different. to the yeah. open to listening to it. Yeah. Like now, you you must you must tell these stories. You know what I'm saying? Because how else are they going to react to them? Because obviously there was no reaction initially. You're you're already viewed as somebody who is capable of doing this off top. Like as soon as they looked out there, like, yep, it was those guys. Yeah. Nobody bat, nobody batted an eye on that. No matter what they said. So it it, it takes that man, and that it sucks, but that's it's truth, bro. Yeah, I, I, that was the like re re reliving it. I remember um, grandma actually. It walked me through that when uh, when they when they were initially when they were initially at like officially acquitted and like like I was I was like we were looking at the settlement that the city had because it was I was a little bit older and could understand it differently then when it was talking about the settlement I was like wait they're gonna pay them that and me and grandma had a whole conversation about that and then that that sort of led to the Emmett Till conversation did you know that grandma went to Emmett Till's funeral. I don't, but I did not put that past grandma. You know, um, so it just it just sparked something. I was like, "Wow, this is this is crazy," <laughs> you know, because we it, it, when the Emmett Till conversation came up because I had just seen the video for the first time in school. My history teacher, um, history teacher ninth grade, showed us an Emmett Till doc, and I was like, I was like fucked up, and I remember thinking, it was like, yo, why, why, are, why is he showing us this? Like, I I didn't feel like he should be the one to show me that. Is that crazy? Hmm. Like I, I didn't think he had the right to tell me that story. I was ultimately I was ultimately grateful that he did, but in right. real time I remember thinking like, yo, fam, why are you showing me this shit? Right. Are you showing me this to help me? Are you just to, to hurt me? It's like I didn't I didn't know. I just I had no I had no idea. Um 
And I, like I said, like I said, I, I landed at a space of being grateful for it. But initially, I was like, "Yo, I don't feel like you should be the one showing me this shit." Which is, which is sort of the burden that us as black people carry, though, because we have to, and why we're so prepared for shit. So we're we're never we're never unprepared for something. You know what I'm saying? And and that could be that could be a good or bad thing for us is that we kind of look at things with the with side of us with a with a sort of side, side eye, eye yeah. initially before it like warms up and understand that actually this is a good thing but for but we got to expect the worst first you know what I'm saying just because that's been our history to this point and we're kind of building our history as we go because we don't have a a central initial point like that's just we we don't really we don't really have that sort of our history our history has been told to us in a certain manner that we're so slowly unraveling the actual stories for but going forward i mean that's going to be a major part of our our future is going to be somehow some way uh using a lot of our pessimism to our advantage right. you know that's, what i'm saying i think that's you said it, you said it right there right away geez like we didn't we're, we're we're making our history in real time right and so what what i guess what my what my 14 year old brain was processing is like yo to I don't know if, if 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 especially if that class was closer to probably like say it was sixty percent black students right the black students watching that are having like that that shit was like trauma like we had we had talks for weeks after watching that film because of like how traumatic it was like no one knew that story no one no one by that time knew that story we're sitting in class and we're watching it and it felt like something you should have been prepared for. There definitely should have been some heavy discussions post that, some some professional discussions post that, but there weren't. This was white yeah, kind, this, of, this kind, white, of pre- kind of presented it yeah. in. This white man just, no, gee, yeah, we just walked in class one day and he was like, yeah, we're going to watch a movie today. And it was like, oh, shit. You know, and it, it was tra- it was traumatic as fuck. And, and with trauma, you don't know how people are going to respond. So, like I said... I was able to process it in, eventually in a healthy manner, but what about the kids that didn't process it in a healthy manner? Like they're 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 forever changed by that experience for better or for worse, with no with no professional way of learning how to deal with that, and the and the ills of that, whether what the the, the sort of uh, uh, paralyzing fear it could instill, the infer- inferiority it could it could instill. Like it was a lot of shit that could have come from that one one encounter that can't just be frivolously just thrown upon people. Like, you can't just turn that shit on and then walk and then send us to our next class. Like, you can't do that. Like, I was, right. I was fucked up for a few days. Like, and again, luckily, Grandma was there. Like, I was able to talk to her, but had I not been able to talk to her in a real-ass way, and she went to Chicago to the funeral, like, that, that, shit, was, that shit was different, you know? It just, it just was. I, I'll never forget that shit. I don't even know how we got there. Um, Oh no, that's that's truth though. I mean, that's that's a lot of the irresponsibility in education is not is not having the proper uh, infrastructure to to present these stories and then have the proper dialogue afterwards. I mean, that's that's really you get you got to have a Q and A after that. <laughs> so like, you got to have a full blown sit down discussion with someone who preferably with someone who looks like you and that's not that's not something that's false you know what i'm saying that i appreciate you know a lot of times it's not it's coming from somebody that's not of the same skin color 
like that has to present it. But at the same time, you gotta have some people that is that can break it down with with the same words that you use. You know what I'm saying? With the same with the same experiences that you have, and that's 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 of importance for sure. But that's that's something that's not for sure. That's not trying to be put together in education, bro. They in here trying to sloppily throw some shit at your face and then, and then, and then you got to remember that shit and then take a test and then forget that shit, bro. That's that's yeah. how that's it. There was a um I had a I had a hella like a point. What was it? Oh, oh. The whole point of that G was walking through that when he see us all the way through the Emmett Till stuff. It's, it, and then even what you just said was like sitting up there listening to fucking Joe Rogan talk about not understanding what white privilege is. And I'm just like, I'm like, huh? Like you're, 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 you have too much access. You consume entirely too, too much like lit- literature and have too many guests on your show to still not understand white privilege. My G. Like, I just, I just, I expect more from, from him. I do. And. Mind you, you and your own both for that one, bro. Is that, is that crazy for me? Like, if you, if you go, again, but it's that, it's, again, it's that, it's that, um, it's that shit where you, where you position yourself a certain way and then just kind of, and then kind of operate in an oblivion. Like, you being able to operate in oblivion is the white privilege, nigga. Like, that's the point. Like, you not getting it and not having to get it is what the white privilege is. How you yeah, not, that's, how you that's, that's that? coming. That's coming to light a, a lot lately, bro. Like the the uh, the white male is feeling highly attacked right now in this in the space of like why what what is white privilege and is this another way to uh, to 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 kind of slap the wrist of of us? Like what are we? Like that's not me, you know. Like if you knew me, like if you hung out around me, then that then you'll know that that's not how I operate. But that's not what we're talking about. Exactly. I don't think that's a part of the conversation, and it's I think it's this constant need to insert yourself into that conversation. That's the initial big problem with the whole the whole conversation around sitting around white people. Absolutely. Is like you initially insert yourself as an attacked individual instead of listening to what somebody's saying, and and uh, you know operating accordingly from there. Yeah, that happens a lot with Myra too, bro. Like he he's, he has a lot of a lot of uh, sit downs about that. Like he had just had a special actually last week where he just had a full ball conversation with a black guy on his panel, and they were talking about a book that this guy came on uh, called Whites, and they were discussing. Uh, like the onslaught attack on like on, on white people uh, from <laughs> from like uh, they call it like black activism or something like that online. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the like black black war activism or something. And they completely missed the boat and and the discussion on what that actually is. Yeah. Like instead instead they got they picked out their little segment their little piece from it. That they felt attacked on, and they went in from there. They kind of like, you know, kind of degraded, you know. So, and that, and that's, and that's the missing. Piece. That's the missing piece of the puzzle, right? For, there. Further, further driving home the point of white privilege. Like you can literally pick and choose what you want to, to how you want to form the narrative in order to, to, to create your plight, completely ignoring all the truths and all the points and all the facts that are just sitting right in front of you. Like, no, I'm gonna take this, 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 and form what I need. To, to go forward 
Like that is exactly like what this country is built upon. Like I'm gonna take well, this, 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 and just and this is what it is now because I took this and made it. Well, made it. Well, it's still amazing that that people will believe that what they do and the success that they that they receive from it is completely on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it, you had a lot to do with it. Yes, you put the work in for it. You came up with the ideas for it. Got it. Cool. But there's a there's a there's a part of it that can play a very large role on really how successful that could possibly be. And that's how it's perceived. And it's perceived a lot different if there is no initial barrier between you. Like there's no initial fear. They don't feel that, you know, they they don't they don't see you in a certain they don't see you in a, in a certain light that isn't uh isn't like you know something something that they that they recognize before you know like you got to have a certain type of experiences that kind of work out in that in that favor and it's it, i don't know bro like it's it, it's weird that people would think that the the work that they put in and the success that they received is fully off the their own merits. Huh. It's not always that. It's not always that case, bro. Yeah. Well, we 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 know we know how to get into some doom and gloom. We were pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, my bad, bro. <laughs> no, no <laughs> man, it's, it's just it's just where we end up at. Um, I. Well, if we stay on some of these topics long enough, bro, we could definitely pull that strand out. You feel me? Um, to some to some to some. Some brighter. I mean, it, it, I, I got a feeling it'll end up in a serious place, but the surface of it is is fucking hilarious. Um, Tyler the Creator versus DJ Khaled is priceless, um, but it highlights something different for me and for people who are unfamiliar. Both Tyler and Khaled's albums came out the same day. Tyler's performed significantly, not significantly, like slightly better than Khaled's uh, to edge him out and be number one. And so, the of course, the novice are confused by that, but the people who are in the know aren't confused one, one bit. And I say that because anybody worth a damn or anyone paying attention and not with their head buried in the sand has con- can see that this is going to be Tyler's trajectory since the beginning of Odd Future. And, and that's another person where you talk about like top producers and what their family tree looks like. It's pretty stupid. Um, when you can, when you take all of Odd Future and what they've sort of morphed into individ- as individuals, uh, from Steve Lacey now, Sid, Frank, Earl, Damo, fuck, even Taco and them are doing crazy shit. Like it's it's just a lot of different things that are happening right now um, for that group. But even Tyler, as his his albums, just the music without the controversy, nothing. The albums have performed really well because of the cult. When you have, when you, when you're not catering to the masses, and Khaled's whole, Khaled's whole point, it's like, yo, this is some mysterious ass shit that ain't nobody really talking about. Why is it popping like this? It's like Khaled, you missing, you missing a point, my G. Like you, 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 some, and some, somebody, somebody who shouldn't be missing a point is you, because of where Khaled comes from, mixtape culture, DJ grinding, and is extremely talented in my eyes. Can't nobody tell me shit about how talented Khaled is. I do, I, I do think he's extremely talented but is a product of the laziness that the machine can sort of instill. So I was just, I was just about to say, bro, that it's, it's hilarious that the machine is complaining right now. Yeah. The machine, that, the, that the machine is, that the machine isn't working in this, in this space right now. Well, like this is, 
man versus machine. This is what this is what can take place when the machine doesn't account for like real shit. If that makes sense, like the machine can't count for like nurturing an actual fan base that which Tyler and Olive Odd Future have been doing since they stepped on the scene. Like the Clancy and them have made it all about them nurturing their base and like growing, like growing their core and letting their cult do the work. And when you don't neglect those people and when you and when you when you give them something real to sort of latch on to. Whether it be good, bad, or ugly, because people can argue that Tyler's had some fucked up moments and could could have potentially hurt them, which I'm probably sure they have monetarily on some level, but we don't really get to see that. Um, he's had a lot more wins and done a lot more for his for his base than than a Khaled could per se, because Khaled can't really pinpoint his demographic the way Tyler can. It's too broad. Like you, there is there's something when you have a too broad of a demographic. It can hurt. It can. When it's too general, when it's too dependent upon a hit, it can be hurt. And the re and and what what I don't what I don't think the record label was accounting for is how what the reason that um that uh the what, what was the the Tiller and Rihanna record from the last one why it caught steam is because of the perfect storm. Rihanna has a cult. Rihanna has an absolute base. The nostalgia of that sample. And the newness of Tiller and then Khaled's ascension with Snapchat and all that shit. Like, that's the perfect storm that you should have nurtured that you didn't. Your arrogance, your arrogance of being the machine is what got you here. And then ultimately, you're crying over some shit that don't really actually matter and not in the, in the term in the, in the sphere of not, be, not being number one because you tried to give us album cuts and you're not an album cut nigga. You're not. I love the album. I love Khaled's album. That's just me. Um, but I told you though, man. If you it ain't catching, if it ain't catching that first week that he was trying to get, that shit's about to fizzle, boy. Like that, that's that's what he was trying to hang his hat on to be able to get that exact same rollout that he got for this one. Like he's been getting lucky on these rollouts, and they spent a lot on this rollout. Like I don't think that goes into account. Like. They spent bread on this particular like it, it kind of feels that way. You know what I mean? Like they didn't they didn't do like any any uh any like runs or like it, there wasn't like a um like a, a song that did it or anything like that. I feel like they, they already had videos in the in the ready. He spent a lot of money on each video. He got a lot of cla- a lot of collabs in here. Well that's the arrogant that's the arrogance of, of that's the arrogance of, of trying to lean on a hit and not and not really give respect to what made that record that Rihanna record last year work for shit two years ago worked for a lot of reasons because it's re again because of that because of that fucking sample being so nostalgic like a lot of things went into play there so again the arrogance of the machine this is this is this is this is this is, this is Khaled this is the arrogance of the machine and the label. And 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 then going like yo, why did Tyler? Should, why is Tyler should do like Tyler has been like Tyler has taken some L's, like he's taken some some cherry like niggas niggas thought it was over for Tyler when that cherry bomb shit came out. I love cherry bomb, that fucking album was insane. And then Flower Boy comes out and I go, oh, I get this is why, this is why even Tyler probably wasn't as proud of Cherry Bomb. Okay, cool. And then Igor comes out and then you're like, oh, nigga. Okay, but this, I mean, but this is the, since Bastard, this is what we've been doing with Ty, like, he's been creating experiences and offering whole new worlds off the spectrum 
off the the wheelhouse of what pop culture is doing and, and creating it. Now the base is just big enough to where and the, and the numbers are are the um the numbers are on a curve now to where the numbers that are obtainable to a to a Tyler with a cult like that. Oh, Tyler's if 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 we only talking two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty. Oh, Tyler's cult can do that number. They can't compete with the millions the first week, but the, if, if if we just talk in two fifty the first week, oh the odd future base can do that and they can get you niggas the fuck up out of here if you if you not gonna show up. Like the, the we not so people not accounting for the the shit being on a curve now. That's technically what it is. It's so really so so you so are you saying that this is a this is a major hit to the machine on like how they're going how they're going to operate going forward what's fucked up is that it's not nigga he did 150 Khaled did 150 that's great in this climate that's great like that's what that's what that's what's so crazy g is like they're gonna try again the machine is gonna be arrogant and try to duplicate it not accounting for what the work that tyler and, and all of odd future and the clancy's have done to put them in a position for this to align right now like this is a this is a 10-year plan they've been executing like this ain't no shit they just woke up and tried to do one day cuz a nigga caught caught wave on Snapchat. No, this is the work they've been doing. Right. So, so, so the machine thinks this is an outlier. Yeah, they they do. And and again, they're going to continue to be proven wrong cuz Frank is going to come with some shit and create another experience and another like Chance is going to come and do some off the grid shit and create another experience and he's you're going to keep having these these quote unquote outliers create these real experiences with their cult base that they've nurtured. And haven't neglected trying to trying to cast a net. again. Keep telling artists stop casting a big ass net and being general with your art. It's not art isn't meant to be general. Some people are meant to be excluded and feel left out. It ain't for everybody. Yeah, that's that's what I kind of felt with this one though. Like, I really felt like this one was very disrespectful. Like it was it was so disrespectful to the ear. You know what I mean? Like huh. yes, I, yes, I like the I like some of the individuals that was on the on the album. Yes, I really like the last song on the album. It was that uh, Holy Ground. Yeah. I really like that. Yes, I like some of those. But even that, like, it kind of feels like it's an exploitation. Huh. Like, I feel like this is an exploited-ass album. I feel like you're huh. exploiting different cultures. Huh. And it's and it's weird to say, because it's coming from Khaled, but I kind of feel like it's a real sellout type of album. Huh. And everybody that's associated with it, it kind of just, you know, like I understand you trying to get that, you get that, um, that, that, that Khaled extra exposure. Yeah. So I can't really put it too much on like the collapse, but I can definitely put it on the curator. Huh. Because at this, because at this point, Khaled is known, Khaled is known for his amazing, uh, um, advertising. Yeah. Like he's advertising extraordinaire. Yeah. He's done a great job at that. And the one he, thing it needed, he, it didn't do. Yeah, but even with even with advertising, it's like at some point, if you really pay attention to advertising, it's all attention grab. Like it's a quick attention grab in order to sell some shit. When you when you understand that, you can kind of pick and choose what you actually are going to pay attention to or what you actually want. And this isn't the this isn't the one that you wanted. You know what I mean? Like it's easier to be called an a, 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 an advertising extraordinaire though when you're doing it on the back of a hit fucking record though. See, that's the that's the point that no one keeps talking about. Like, okay, he didn't hit, he didn't have a hit. Neither did Tyler. So now we got it. Now we got to look at something else. Then, so okay, so no no hit single either one of you guys, and this kid outsells you because his his cult shows up because they go, 
Tyler's an album experience person, and we he's gonna give us an experience with no single band. We all in, and that fucking earthquake video was was amazing. Video for video, head up. Tyler got you the fuck out of here. So why are we? Why can't it just be? Oh, I need to get back in the lab, and I need to do better. Why is it immediately to the gram, and I'm I'm butt hurt? No, nigga, go make a better record. You got access because to everybody. There was too much money behind it. You got you gotta you gotta somehow some way come up with something for the investors and it's like, bro, listen, this was a secret album and I don't know what's going on. There's gotta be some foul play. Yeah. That that's the only way you could throw out there to the to the shareholders. Like they, that's about it. No foul no foul play. Just just the, no genius to it. Just just not disrespecting where your base and your demo. Like once you identify your demo, don't ever disrespect them and don't ever play them for stupid. Always give them an experience. Like it's that's the that's the that's what the label should be looking at. There's no the fact that there's no one in the building having those conversations because it's it's all algorithm and, and numbers to them is fucking nuts. Um, Agreed. That brings us to, that brings us to both future and crit though. Okay. Have you listened to both of those? To what? But uh, futures uh, save me shit and then crit. Crit, 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 crit here, crit, crits here. Uh, album. Damn, I missed those. Oh, I did not. Man. Okay, I, so we'll we'll I, wait. We'll wait, G, because I need you. Like I already know, already know how both of them are gonna hit you. So I'm we not even. I'm not even gonna do that. We are not even gonna half ass talk about that. Yeah, shit. I think I think I saw. I think I, I saw futures, and I kind of skimmed past it. I gotta go back to it. Oh my I, I didn't, god! I didn't. I didn't. I didn't listen. I didn't. I didn't listen. I didn't listen to it. Like I didn't. I, I didn't can't do it. wait for you to hear that shit. All right, I gotta listen to it. And then Crit, I didn't even know Crit. I didn't even know Crit. Uh, yeah, he hit us with some surprise shit. I'm, I was really okay, happy. Okay. I was really proud of Crit. That's good to um, know. Yeah, we, I, I, yeah, we'll wait. We won't. We won't half-heartedly talk about those. Um, okay. I'm because ex- I'm excited about them both. Um, I'm excited about the cheat codes. They should. Their new group name should be called the Cheat Codes. That is Drake, Drake and Chris Brown. I'm I'm crowning it. They're, they're gonna go on tour. And it's gonna be called the Cheat Code Tour. They're gonna. That do shit. That album. shit about to get spin, bro. <laughs> G, hey, you, can, you can already see it. Like you, some 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 tracks, like you can you can definitely tell. Like when two people get on a track before it even even hear it, you're like, okay, yeah, that's gonna. But you know that's how, gonna do well. But then you hear it and you're like, damn, that's gonna do really well. But see, you know how easy it would have been for them to, for them to disappoint us. But not only did they, not only did they, del- not not only did it take forever, and we finally got it. They gonna give it. They gonna they gave a song of the summer when they showed up to do it. So sometimes you got to wait for shit to be right. Like, I'm okay with that. Because this is, that song is fucking phenomenal. It's been a long time since I felt like that about a, about a song out the gate. Like, first listen, it's like, oh, no, go ahead and put that on repeat for the rest of the day. So this is what happens when Chris is on house arrest. <laughs> All right. CB, CB on house arrest is about to make a song of the summer. I mean, an uh, album of the summer. Get all you niggas out of here. Yep. God damn. And I wonder how you gonna break it up though. I wonder if you're gonna put all them tracks onto just one album or he's gonna do uh like he's gonna break up the albums and like it's gonna be it's gonna be it's one album, but he has thirty songs. So Fuck I wonder it, if man. he's break, if he's breaking it up to be released at different times or they'll be all released at the exact same time. Okay, man, just keep running it up. Like they cracked they cracked whatever code it is for the for the playlist shit. Me and Sue had a real conversation about that. It's like when you when you like, yo, you can you can argue and you can get with the times. You can go. You can buck the system. There's so many things you can do, but this is this is this this is the climate we're in. You gonna beat it, or what are you gonna do? And I I feel I just feel like Chris figured out a way to beat it. 
and and when you got that when you got access to Berg and his whole team and all the writers in LA, Nick Knack and all them, like nigga, run it up by all means, please. Y'all y'all niggas keep play, making that music. You won't hear a complaint from me. Sorry. <laughs> you won't. Um let's see. What else we got? Shit, that's it. Uh, oh no. Okay. Uh, no. I went to Aladdin. Okay. Shout out to my, Will. Money review? Shout out to Will. I will okay, see no okay, bro. I got I got let me come clean. Let me come clean. Go for it. The original Aladdin? I I I don't remember that much. I wasn't I did I wasn't connected to it the way I was connected to other Disney movies. So I was going in without any attachment to the nostalgia. Like zero. Oh, you was winning there. See, and that's what Iman made a really good point. She was like, yo, I was like, yo, maybe I should watch the old one. She's like, nah, fam, don't you dare. Because <laughs> then, then you're going to really be fucked. Like, don't, don't, don't watch the old one. Don't. Well, what I, what I, what I did hear that was good, though, is that at least Will's approach to the genie would, had nothing to do with Robin's approach, which at, is like, at all. That, that's respect. That's respectful as hell. Like, I fuck with it. It's, like will put will put his touch on the genie and I can respect that. Well, so that was gonna be my question for you, is when you do something like that. So let's take uh let's take our guy let's take Joaquin for example. He's doing he's doing a Joker film off of one of the most legendary performances ever. Don't you have to completely disregard Heath's performance and just create a whole new world? Oh, for sure. And I think I think that's I mean that's that's how the Joker looks though. It looks like some L.A. noir type of. Uh, like old, like eighties, nineties detective type shit. Like it, it looks like something that was from a long time ago. Um, so the way that it was shot was a lot different. It wasn't like grand, grand, grandiose like uh, like how you know. Well, then again, it, it's not it's not uh, it's not Christopher Nolan. So of course, it's not going to be like shot that big but i think i think they did it correctly i think this one i think the way the joker looks it could be like a a tv show you know what i'm saying like i think that's a little bit different yeah that, i'm that's what's got me excited about it but that's also what like watching aladdin shit like not not remembering like i remember robin like having a performance of a lifetime but i was also like this i, I had a lot of questions because of the theatrical part of it for Will, like, it's theater, it's Broadway. It kind of had that feel to it. It kind of felt more mm-hmm. like Broadway than, like, a big motion picture because of just how many things he had to take on. Um, mm-hmm. I, the 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 um, the mind and, like, the willpower and the willingness to put yourself out there was what, what, what impressed me the most, not surprised me, impressed me the most. Um, hmm. I, grew, I grew up a theater kid, and ultimately... You are hit with a conundrum when it's like, yo, hey, money, go, you gotta go get get makeup done, put these tights on, yo, like, nigga, what? And put some tights on, and I'm like, like my 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 initial reaction is like, cool, this is what I signed up for, but then I'm thinking like, yo, what my niggas gonna say? Right. Um, and it's a real conversation to be had because people feel people feel extremely different about that, but it's a it's a different world, and if you don't understand it. Can you really give credence to people that don't understand the world and don't have any tie to it? Because Im- immediately people want to go to like black masculinity in Hollywood. Sometimes it ain't that, my G. Like just sometimes it isn't. So it, it, it I was I was thoroughly impressed with Will getting into the character because that's a, that was a hard fucking role and he acted his ass off. 
and honestly made me forget that it was I was watching a whole new movie. I know Rotten Tomatoes and all the shit it didn't perform well, but again, I'm off Rotten Tomatoes and all that shit for I'm going to see shit for myself. I'm yeah, done, first, done first, listening first. to you niggas online. I'm done with Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to experience it. And if I walk out I'm like, yo, that shit was trash, it was trash. I thoroughly enjoyed going to see fucking Aladdin, though. Yeah, that's what's up. I mean, that's that's what I heard. I mean, I heard that it was it was it was uh, it was actually really good. Yeah. So that that's good to hear. I mean, it was it was completely different from the storyline of how the original one is. Yeah. So which which is good too. I mean, it might have a few of the same similarities to it, but for the most part, they went a lot more like sing songy to it. Yep. Uh, which I and, wasn't mad at either. I thought I would be mad at that, and I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't been too mad at the at the live action films from uh, from that Lion King trailer though, my nigga. K- yeah, the Lion King is boy. I don't know. I ain't, I'm so hyped for that. Yeah, Lion King is gonna be nuts. I I'm still a little I'm still a little mad, man. I don't know how they're gonna do my man Scar, but you know Scar Scar gotta have you know some of that little sass to him, man. My man didn't have enough sass to his voice. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> oh, in the trailer. Yeah, the trailer, he's, man. He's, he's a little, 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 little light in the voice, huh? Yeah, man. He's a little too straight, man. Who, 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 who you wanted to play Scar? Who got a raspy ass voice right now? You want a Joe Budden to be Scar, <laughs> nigga? I don't know. I don't Yo, know. Who my nigga. Scar like, hey, Joe, Joe Budden as Scar is pretty. Joe, Joe is Scar is next, bro. <laughs> yeah, so we get. Joe is a perfect Scar, bro. They the wrong person. Petition A. Hey, I know the. I, we know the movie is done, but it wouldn't hurt y'all to get. Nah, voiceovers. Yeah, voiceovers. It's, it's voiceovers. It's, it's not an actual actor there, so you could just voice out and voiceover it. You know what I mean? Take a they weekend. Could still, they could. They could still make it in there by the time it's supposed to come out. Disney, take a weekend and get Joe in there, Scar, and, and submit to make L happy because he says Scar voice. Whoever y'all got playing Scar voice is too light. Hey man, he he wasn't too Scar to me, man. <laughs> you sound like Hove when Hove told them niggas they voices too light, they pants too tight. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, if you gonna do it, you gotta do it right, man. We uh, that's, that's my only, that's my only takeaway. I think they're gonna be doing a lot of singing in that film too. They oh, for sure, for sure. They gotta they if they don't touch all the classics in that, they they gonna the fans are gonna burn that shit down. So like, they, Beyonce they gonna have, Beyonce gonna have a cold ass solo. Oh, Beyonce and Bino. I know. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Before we, that's, uh, that's what we're looking forward to. Before we get out of here, uh, we got one more question uh, from our actual, from our sponsor from the beginning of the show, uh, Northwest Pizza's owner, Morgan George. This nigga keeps clowning me for not taking allergy medicine. He's like, you always wild congested. And, uh, <laughs> he's like, that pollen is going to kill you, nigga. Like, and, uh, and, and I'll have you know, bro, it's actually worse this year. For whatever reason, I'm super congested right now. Like, it, it's just annoying. Um, but the homie put me on was like, yo, you got to... Well, based on where you're at, you have to consume honey from that area, like natural honey from that area. It's like, and I was like, that makes all the sense in the world. Why ain't nobody ever tell me that? Because I don't want to fuck with the allergy meds. Like, I'm just, I don't. Oh yeah, stop in. They got they got it over at the uh, over in that plaza that I used to live at, right there in uh, in El Cerrito. Word. Yeah. Oh, I'm on it. See, see, see how things come together. Um, and, uh, lady over there slanging them too. She. <laughs> I got, I got my honey, man. <laughs> um, what you you got anything else, Cuz? Uh, just uh, just petty Nike with the Kawhi logo. Oh yeah, yeah. What you, what you think about that? What was your initial reaction? 
Hey man, you can't even be mad at business. They gonna they gonna put that shit they in the vault. If, 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 yeah. if they can't if they can't use if they can't use Nobody that with can. Hawaii being Nike, like Nike, you decided to go uh, MB. Yeah, like you could have stayed with Nike. You could have made a lot off of this logo. But guess what? Yeah. That was under our brand. We keeping that shit. Yeah. That shit going into a vault, and we about to lawyer up and good luck. Yeah. But yeah, that shit was cold though, because it's it's like they tell them, oh well. That's ours, bro. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You could, you, you might, if you now you're at NB, you can go ahead and uh, try to put together another logo. But ain't going to be as cold as that hand, bro. So I don't know how you're going to pull off that again. So he, but he, I, the other night in Arena Game Four, he he was walking in with the logo on. So that was that his way of protesting, like, nah, I'm gonna rock my shit regardless. I'm gonna just make well, my own shit. Yeah, no, nah, he still ha he still has the, he still has the logo. Like he can still use it. It's just that it's gonna be underneath the. It's gonna be underneath their shit. So yeah, they're in a full blown battle right now. I'm, curi I'm curious. to see how this, how this plays out. Yeah, he's saying he's saying it's his. He's he he uh he designed it stuff like that. But you know how they how that goes in yeah. those in those rooms, man. I'm proud of him for bucking back. I think a lot of the selling points for the teams that are trying to court him now are they are they they're actually offering to purchase it from Nike on his behalf, like the Clippers. Yeah, that was the LA Clippers. Yeah, of course, bro from the Clippers can do it. He's a billionaire, however many times over, whatever. So he really not trip sweating that shit. So um, yeah, he he in the he in the teens a billion. So yeah, he got he got he got Burbank. Yeah, so they so yeah, I'm I'm this summer is gonna be interesting. Uh, Kawhi is gonna get one in Toronto and cut. I'm I'm curious to see where he goes and how that plays out and how much. A lot like the, the the decision with LeBron, I feel like winning a championship and then dipping is gonna change the, change the NBA the whole fucking lot, and I'm I'm just excited to see where it goes business wise. Well, I think I, I think people are looking past the type of respect you should have for a Kawhi. It's just that like he is the individual of all individuals, yeah. and like he's been getting a lot of flack for a while now over yeah. his lack of conversation, like the lack of telling you or talking to you. But folks got to get that out their mind too, exactly. bro. Like that, that's getting that's getting ridiculous too. Like everybody isn't extroverts, you know what I'm saying? Like even if they are, the media with these dumbass questions. Like yeah, even if they even if they are, they don't have to be like you know talkative to the public, like to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they got their circle friend they talk to. Maybe they got they talk to individual people. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta you gotta get off that off that. If they don't talk to the public, then all of a sudden they got something wrong with them. So that and that's just weird, bro. Yeah. Then last, last but not least, bro, like you know, folks out here talking about they they trying to do the uh the straight pride parade. So, oh shit, on, man. <laughs> Gee, I saw that and it was like, it's gonna be hella niggas out there. The, the hoes only go to the gay gay pride parade. Like they feel safe there, so they go there. Them, them freaks not coming to the to the to the straight pride parade. Are you kidding me? My name. Nobody's going to the straight pride no. parade except for, except for white males. Exactly. They're the only ones that they're the only ones that feel a certain type of way about the fact that people have their own parade. Why are you not including that? Us? Shit. You know, we're gonna make our own. That's a, that's another again if, for all you slow people out here that can't figure out what white privilege is. Some some white boys made this shit up. Oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do the straight pride parade. We're gonna do all lives matter. We're gonna do blue lives. If you don't get the fuck out of here, man. Gotta gotta be in, gotta feel included, my nigga. You leaving me out? I need to be a part of everything, oh, not some things, all things. All things. All things. But yeah, I just, I just found that shit to be funny, bro. Because I just want to see who the fuck about to be at the straight pride. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I want I want to. It's 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 in the first one will be in Boston, so you know. What I'm oh, saying? oh, 
What what could you think of a better city? Shout out to Boston. <laughs> My bad, Boston. I fuck with y'all, but could you think of a better city to have the straight pride parade in? Man, you're trying to get out the you're trying to get out the Boston, bro, and then be around all the be around all them dudes. What's I'm up, a, man? I'm gonna guess Boston, somewhere in Florida, um, somewhere in Alabama. After that, uh, let me let me stop because then I'm gonna I'm gonna not be able to do the Chitlin circuit. Shit, Texas, to <laughs> Texas, Indiana, Indiana. <laughs> Utah, Utah for sure. Utah actually actually the, the, the cold part the cold, for me. the cold the cold part about Utah is that that shit got to be over at eight because people got to go indoors. <laughs> it's got to be over, and they can't do it on a Sunday because then y'all won't be able to be faded. So, bro, that hey man, shout out to Utah man, but y'all like I don't know how they how business is able to operate out there because Jeez. shit is always closed. Our first our first time we played uh, Utah Valley State, we played them on a Saturday. Right? Yeah. We, no, 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 no. We flew in on a Sunday. Had to play them on a Monday. So we're like, oh, when we here early. We just go. We're gonna go. Oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna get practice. Yeah, we're gonna get practice. We're gonna get something to eat. Nigga, everything was closed. Not a thing, man. They, it's it's nothing out but giant ass moose, man. That's about it. <laughs> bro, they, we we was in Utah, bro. The, uh, it was a, it was a big ass moose, like the one that was like as tall as tall as the trees that be outside. So his, his back was touching like the bottom branch of a tree across the street from our from our hotel, right? Jeez. It's like in like a little divider, right? So dumbasses on our team, they start walking up to the thing. Next thing you know, it's 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 local people coming out, like running out, like no, 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 don't 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 go up to that thing. Like that is a wild animal. Exactly. Get your away from it. A wild animal that is strong as shit and mad. Bro, like those... that thing that thing looks prehistoric yep. how how large it was bro yeah. like that it made no sense how big that thing was it was impressive <laughs> I, it, it, it wasn't no rocky and bullwinkle bro that shit was that shit was next level large bro <laughs> oh man I, um yeah we shout out to everybody that sent questions this week uh we'll do like i said we'll try to we'll try to keep that rocking um some other some other cool shit to announce to talk to my mans about it first though and uh yeah, anybody in the area, Tuesday, June eleventh, pull up on me at Hello Stranger, uh, doing a private listening of the album and a screening of some other stuff. I'll also be in Portland this Saturday, June fifteenth, doing another private screening, and then we'll be in New York, June twentieth, doing a screening of the album as well too. Um, thank y'all, everybody that's been fucking with us, and everybody that's on the ground in each grounds in each of those cities putting these events together. Such an honor um, to be able to share it with you and then all the homies that helped me work on it. Uh, soundtrack Zenin for like spearheading the things sound wise and then Flow, of course, coming in. Doug Impf, Noble, Basta, uh, Anissa Strings, Kate Lamont, Iman Europe, uh, I Am Sue, Kevin Allen, Pilo, geez, who am I missing? Uh, Neo, NA, Bugsy. So many of y'all, man. I'm, I'm uh, Kev Choice, Ryan Nicole. Thank you guys all for making TV Babies Coming to Life. Steven Anderson for doing the art. Sal for doing the creative direction. Freak for just executive producing it at all, man. And, and excited to share it with everybody this Tuesday. So slide up on me Tuesday. Hello, stranger in Oakland, California, 6 to 10 p.m. Hit my IG for details. And if, it, if you can't just for whatever reason put uh, hello, stranger in your maps and find it. Hit me for the direction. You know, niggas still ask you for the direct the address now. <laughs> <laughs> Am I trash for being annoyed by that? 
No. No, I okay. think that I think if you if you have a smartphone, you should definitely be able to. Hey, cause send me the send me the address to the uh to the to the Applebee's over there, nigga. What? <laughs> okay. Nah, yeah, that's that's all I got. Cause if you got anything else, we can get the hell up out of here, man. Happy Sunday to everyone. Uh, I mean, you ever look like Jay licked uh, next to Beyonce at the uh, owner? Wait, 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 what? What? <laughs> like when the uh, when the, when the owner's wife was looking past Beyonce and Jay Z to talk, you ever you ever look like Jay Z in that situation? Uh, way too many times. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but the funny part is, like Jay was trying to like look like Jay was trying to signal with his eyes, a hey, hey, don't lean over her, please, because then you're gonna start some shit. Like we've been here before. Bro. Like Jay already knew what it was. Like that's how, you, but that's how you know. Like I'm convinced that Jay is a, like a real nigga, nigga though, because even on the homecoming documentary, when B was like hella juice to be fitting in their shit, even he was like, "Oh, word!" Like, <laughs> like Jay got Jay has B and is dealing with all the same shit that niggas outside deal with every day. It's like, yo, women are gonna be, women are gonna be women. Like, yo, you just gotta you, if you 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 in love, figure it out, my G. Like, it's as simple as that. <laughs> I understand this, it, but this where this where I'm at though. Like you, uh, hey, hey, they don't like nobody leaning over, lady. Please, hey, man, over. nah, it's bad. It's bad. All right, <laughs> I tell you, I tried, hey, I, man, I tried to warn. I tried you. to give you all the signals without actually saying it. And yeah, I got it. That's hilarious. Bro. All right, man, that was all I had, bro. That was my closing. <laughs> That's your closing. <laughs> uh, all right, man. It's been Meet the Brave podcast. I'm Monty Draper. I'm LG, and we'll see y'all next week. Love, love.